0: Thank mm-hmm. you. Welcome to another episode of Faithfully Unscripted, the show that gives real life stories on how to navigate our faith when our humanness gets in the way. I am your host, t Charday, and today, y'all, we are talking about something that I am struggling with in real time. <laughs> it's such a fresh, fresh, like sensitive topic for me that I hope I can get through it. <laughs> But you know, that's the purpose of what this podcast is for. So today's topic is about obeying God. So there's a lot of fresh content in here. You know, we talk about being real and authentic and off script when it comes to our faith and just walking with God. So all these episodes so far have been things that I have really been experiencing. And now, today, I'm in another phase in my life where I'm actually having to eat these words. (laughs) So it's so crazy how these topics just keep naturally coming up. So here we go. We're talking about obeying God. So first of all, let's talk about what the word obey means. So when I looked up the definition of obey, here is what it means. To obey is to comply with the command, direction, or request of a person or the law or some entity. So that's the first thing. So if you are asking someone to obey, then that means that you're supposed to comply with the command, direction, or request. And so there's a secondary definition and that definition is the one that really hurts. (laughs) It's really hard. This other definition says to submit to the authority of. So, yeah, that's a whole thing, right? So, you know, I'm a mom. So when I talk to my kids about doing things for me or ask them to clean their room, I expect them to obey me. If I tell you that it's time to go to bed, it's time to go to bed. There ain't no conversation about it. You could be mad about it as you go to the bed, but I still as a parent, I still expect you to go to bed, right? So, obeying is easy when you are the person giving out the instruction because you have the authority, right? But what happens when you have to obey? You know, and I'm not talking about stuff like you know, traffic signs and red lights and your boss. Obviously, you have to listen to your boss. But the second definition is what got me. Is it, you know, to submit to the authority of. So when we talk about obeying God, you know, it's it's much more than obeying a, a public figure or obeying a police officer. Obviously, you have to do those things, but this is different. This is like a higher person, even above the people that are on earth. <laughs> so... Man, it's it's really tricky and it's so important. So we're going to walk through this word of obey, first of all, and then we're going to talk about what it actually means to obey God. And man, I have so much fresh content, <laughs> so much fresh content. Uh, So let's just jump into it. First of all, there's a lot of places in the scripture where God is telling someone to obey them. To obey him, excuse me. So many scriptures, like I couldn't even narrow them down, and it's so crazy because this morning, you know, every morning for about an hour, I try to sit and reflect and meditate on God and meditate on my day, and I I, I put my Bible on my kitchen table every morning, and I say, okay, God, what you got for me? I know you got something for me, and I open it up, and whatever whatever I read. That's what he. I think he's trying to get me to understand. So it's so crazy because today I read something that I had never heard before. I'd never seen this scripture. I didn't even know what it was. And it turned out to be Isaiah 20. So that's where my Bible landed today. And that's what I read. And I want to let you know that it's the shortest scripture <laughs> that I've ever seen, first of all. I've never seen a chapter this short. It only has six verses in it. And I'm sure there's shorter ones somewhere else. But for my knowledge, it was pretty short. And it was, it was crazy. So go and check out Isaiah 20. I'm gonna give you the short version of it. But basically, God told Isaiah to wear nothing. Literally, he told him to go take off your clothes and sandals, and Isaiah did it. Going about naked and barefooted. So time out to give you some context. This is a time where this is in Isaiah. So the context of this is that from my understanding, is that the king of it of Assyria was coming to take over a territory basically. And I am not a Bible scholar, so you have to go read this. That's why I'm working on putting the scriptures in the podcast so you can read it for yourself cuz I do not want to <laughs> confuse anyone. Well, basically in this particular chapter, the king of Assyria is supposed to be coming to like to capture to capture a certain group of people. And so God tells Isaiah, "Um, I want you to take your clothes off and I want you to walk barefooted, okay? So a couple things here. First of all, if you notice in the text, it just says, and Isaiah did it and that's it. So that is what obedience looks like. Now, if you notice, God didn't tell him how long he was gonna be naked, barefooted. He didn't tell him, You know, if it gets cold outside, I made you like a leaf blanket over there. He didn't say, you know, I want you to take your clothes off and walk around naked for these reasons here because X, Y, and Z. Isaiah got none of those details. Like, no, (laughs) he got no context. He didn't get it like how long he had to do this. The one thing God said was take off your clothes and your shoes and I want you to be naked and barefoot. And Isaiah just did it with like no question. So that's insane because I don't think that I could do that. (laughs) I would have to have at least a good reason. Like God would have to give me a list of why I should do this. That's number one. Number two, if you look in the scripture, just uh, after Isaiah followed and obeyed his instructions, if you look at verse three, it says, Then God said, just as my servant has walked around the town naked and barefoot for three years. Stop right there, y'all. Naked and barefoot for three years? Do you know how crazy Isaiah had to look in these streets, like in those streets back then? Like, can you imagine and God never, it doesn't say that God told him like, hey, I'm gonna need you to do this for three years. No, he just gave him a simple instruction and Isaiah obeyed it for three years. That's a long time. So when I think about three years, I think about all the seasons. <laughs> I think about the, the temperature, the weather, the people. I'm sure he had to work. Like, did he quit working? Like, did he is that okay to do? Like, I don't know the context of these times, but it's just like three years. That's a long time to do that. So it, it came to my attention that sometimes when God asks you to do something, like wear nothing for three years, like Oza- like Isaiah did, sometimes you have to ignore how it makes you look. And if that's not a good example, <laughs> then I don't know what is, okay? Okay. So that was one scripture that I just read this morning that I had never seen. And I was just like, this is crazy. I don't know if if I could obey that command. Honestly, I was really convicted by that. Um, Another popular story in the Bible is in John 21. Uh, And so this is when Jesus sees some fishermen fishing and they had been fishing all night. And Jesus comes up to the fishermen and says, hey, have you caught anything? And they're like, nope. And Jesus tells them, well, why don't you cast your net on the right side of the boat and see what happens from there? So this story is interesting to me because God approached some experienced fishermen. Sorry, Jesus went to some experienced fishermen and told them to do something else. Now they had already been uh, fishing the night before. They had already been You know, just I mean, they're professionals. So for him to walk up and tell the fishermen to do something that they obviously know to do, like, why would it matter if it was the left side of the boat or the right side of the boat? No idea, right? And honestly, Jesus doesn't give them a reason why. Like, I want you to cast your net on the side of this boat because I made heavens and earth. And I know that at this point of day, the fish on the right side of the boat are swimming in this direction. So when you drop your net, it's going to bring more fish. He didn't give them any of those instructions. All he said was cast your net on the other side of the boat. And the fishermen did. And can I tell you that when they did that simple instruction, when they obeyed that simple command, that that was the most fish they had ever caught. And it was like, it, it got so massive that they couldn't even contain all the fish that they caught on their own. So in this particular instance, what it gave me um, just something to reflect on is, sometimes when God asks you to obey him, he's asking you to ignore what you know, right? So these fishermen, obviously, this is not their first day catching fish. They know how to do it. But God, despite all their knowledge, he still told them, listen, I want you to drop your net over here. And they obeyed. They didn't ask any questions. They didn't refuse it. You know, and it's so interesting to me that that's what obedience is supposed to look like. So that was very interesting. And. I am amazed that all the people in the Bible that can just do what God tells them without any question, because honestly, I struggle with that. (laughs) I struggle with that on the daily. And if you're being honest and you're listening to this podcast and it's called Faithfully Unscripted, you can honestly admit to that sometimes when God asks you to do something, you do not do it. So it just means that you're human. Um, Another great story about just obeying God is Joshua six, and that is the popular story about the Jericho wall. So typically, when you um, fight a fight and you're trying to tear a wall down, what do you do? You go and you hit it with sharp objects, or you you knock it down with with strength and force. You know, you might get some rope and pull it down, or have a, a army of people help you take it down. But in this particular story, God commanded uh, the people to just walk around the wall just walk around it, you know? And of course he gave a certain time frame of how many times to walk around the wall. And then towards the end, he gave them instructions on sounding a trumpet, but none of that makes sense. When was, when's the last time somebody told you in order to take down a wall, just walk around it? What? <laughs> like that doesn't make any sense at all. It doesn't make any logical sense that that, that, that advice would work, but that reminds me, you know, whenever God guy asks you to do something, sometimes you have to ignore what makes sense because that did not make any sense. It doesn't make sense to walk around a wall a couple times. And after you do that and you blow some trumpets that the wall falls down, that is just crazy and insane. <laughs> but it's just another example of simple obedience. And sometimes obedience looks like ignoring what makes sense to you. Uh, Oh, there's another good one. There's so many good ones in in the Bible about obeying God. And I I had to narrow this list down. But what about when Jesus turned water into wine in John 2, right? So to give you some context, go back and read John 2 to get the exact details about what happened in the story. But I'm going to give you the somewhat version. Jesus is with his mom. They're at a wedding. They run out of wine. Apparently you have to have really good wine at weddings and somebody didn't do the order right and they ran out of wine. So Jesus' mom went to him and said, Hey, we're about to run out of wine. And Jesus is like, that sounds like a personal problem. I don't drink wine. Why do I why are you talking about this? And Joseph's uh, sorry, Jesus' mom is like, whatever he tells y'all to do, just do it. So, Jesus says, All right, I guess I gotta hop in here. So, Jesus tells them to fill the jugs with water. So, everybody fills the jugs with water. And when it's time to pass the wine out, the water became wine somehow. Like, I don't know how that works. I'm not sure. But it went from water to wine. And then the guests at the, wine, at the party were like, oh my gosh, y'all saved the best wine for last. I can't believe that. This is amazing. This is the best wine I've ever had. And that sounds crazy. But in this particular instance, sometimes you have to ignore the mundane or the ordinary or something that seems so simple. If God is telling you to do something, you have to ignore what something looks like. And in this situation, I'm sure the people that were carrying those jugs were like, what is he talking about? Why in the world are we filling up these jugs with water? And who is going to notice? Isn't everybody going to notice that this is water? Like, this is dumb, right? So I know they had some issues and some questions about what God told them to do, but they did it anyway. So sometimes when you get some instructions from, from God and you're asking him, like, What is going on? Sometimes you have to ignore what something looks like to get something better. So that's another example of obeying God. Now we come to the person (laughs) that I relate to the most right now in my season, which is Jonah. (laughs) So I don't know if you've heard the story of Jonah in the well, you can find this story in Jonah chapter one. I am, can tell you right now that in my season in life that I'm in, I am in a Jonah season. God has asked me to do some things that I simply did not want to do, did not do, made the situation worse, and ended up doing exactly what God asked me to do. So that is the real time the story that I'm living right now. If you don't know the story about Jonah, I can tell you that, a brief synopsis of that story. Jonah was instructed by God to go to Nineveh, basically to tell them to get their act together. And Jonah was like, yeah, I would, but I kind of got stuff to do. I'm not really trying to go to Nineveh. Honestly, real talk, God, like those people deserve whatever you're going to give them because they are living a high mess and I I would rather not. So Jonah is like, yeah, God, I hear you. Thanks, but no thanks. I'm going to live my best life. I'm actually going somewhere else. So that's kind of what he told God, and he ended up wrecking a lot of people's lives. He ended up getting on this boat, going to a completely different ci- a different city. The boat started shaking, and it ended up a crazy storm came, and and the people on the boat were throwing things off of the boat, trying to make sure that they were safe. And the men were like, "What is going on?" So they went to Jonah and said, "Listen." did you do something or what is going on with this storm? And Jonah's like, yeah, it was me. I was supposed to go somewhere God told me to go. And now I'm trying to run from my instruction. And that's why all this is happening to me. And Jonah was like, you know, if y'all want to throw me over, I get it. Like it's a hot mess. And they kind of felt bad because they didn't want to have to throw Jonah over the boat into the water. But I guess they came to their senses and was like, you know, let's just toss him overboard. (laughs) So they got rid of Jonah and Jonah ended up in the water and Jonah ends up getting swallowed by a large fish, a super, super humongous fish. And so he sits in that fish in the belly of this fish for a couple days. And then when he gets out, God is like, Hey, I'm back. It's time to go to Nineveh. And he ends up going to Nineveh, (laughs) but it caused so much chaos for him to not to go to Nineveh when he was first instructed. It hurt the other people in his surroundings. It took him longer. You know, this detour of him going to a completely different place, it just slowed down the progress in the assignment that he was given. So I am, golly, I am really living that right now. And the moral of that story is that sometimes you have to ignore what you want to do and do what God has asked you to do. So these are all the great stories that I found in the scripture where God is asking people to simply obey him. And sometimes the stories turn out great and sometimes people don't obey and it turns out not so great for them. So now that we talked about the stories in the Bible, I wanna shift it to talk to you guys about some real life examples where God has told me to do something that I thought was insane. And I ended up just doing it. And I wanna tell you the results of those things. So one of the craziest things that God told me to do a couple of years back, which I'll never forget this, is that when the pandemic started, uh, for those of you who don't know that much about me, but when the pandemic started January of 2020, I was officially a full-time business owner, right? I had quit my full-time job the year before and I decided that 2020 was gonna be my year, right? So I decided I was gonna work full-time for myself. It was fantastic. I was an event planner. January was like my time to shine. Fast forward to March and the pandemic came and there was no such thing as uh, event planners being in high demand because of COVID. So during this time, I'm upset, I'm frustrated, I'm annoyed, I have four kids, school is closed and I'm just like, God, what kind of trap is this, right? So I'm really struggling to do all the things. I don't know where I am and what's going on. But during that time period, um, a little bit before the pandemic, God told me to hire an employee. (laughs) I was just like, I'm sorry, what? Hire an employee for what? Like this is before the pandemic, but I didn't know, I didn't even have any like steady anything. So how in the world was I supposed to hire an employee and to do what? Like, I don't even know what I'm doing. So I had this whole list of things that just didn't add up to me and God was like, You need to hire someone. So I thought it was ridiculous. Um, I didn't even know where to get someone. So I went back to my um, alma mater. Um, They had a like student employee website where you could post jobs. So I posted this job and this job was gonna be a social media manager for my company part-time because let's be honest, I wasn't making a lot of money. So I did some interviews, I did look through some applications, I actually got quite a few applications. And I found someone that I really liked. She was fantastic at this job. And she's listening. Oh my god, you are so great. Thank you so much. Um, And so I had her and I had one whole employee and myself in my company for, for a while. Fast forward to after the pandemic and all that. Well, at some point, they started um, the creation of the PPP loan and these loans were given to to uh, businesses that were trying to maintain their payroll so I started off with my one social media manager and I had another part-timer um, that I ended up using as well but it's so crazy y'all because when it came time for the PPP loans the qualification to get one of these loans is that you needed at least one employee that was on your payroll right? And I guess you guys know, because I obeyed God, I did have at least one. (laughs) I actually had more than one at the time, but the only qualification really was that you had to have one employee. And lo and behold, I had my social media manager. So when it came time for the PPP loans, my little company was actually eligible for one of those loans because I had an employee. So when I think about that story, it's crazy to me because at the time when God told me to hire someone and I started hiring people, I thought it was stupid and I thought he was just trying to make me feel dumb. But it turns out that who knew that months later, those loans would come out and I, my company, because I had payroll at the time, I would have been eligible for that. So that was a wild story. And it's just so crazy because... I thought what he asked me to do was just just crazy. And look how that turned out in my favor, all because I obeyed God. Now, let me just pause right here and tell you this. I'm not saying that people don't complain <laughs> while they obey God. In a perfect world, I'm sure God would not like to hear our nagging and whining about all the things that he asked us to do. But at the end of the day, you still need to obey what he says. The same thing with my kids. Like I told you earlier, if I tell my kids that it's time for bed, they can cry and whine and drag their feet and tell me that I'm the worst mom in the world and tell me that it's not even that late and all that. And I hear all that conversation, but I, you also better be headed to that bed. I don't care how you feel about it. <laughs> you know, as long as you get in that bed, you can complain about it as much as you want. And God is the same way. God's like, listen. I understand, I know you're angry with me, you hate me right now, this doesn't make any sense. However, I'm gonna need you to take those feelings that you have, and I still want you to obey and do what I said do. So I think that that's how God views us because after all, we are his children and he calls us his children for a lot of reasons. (laughs) That's probably one of them. Um, Another crazy story that I can tell you guys about um, is that, there was a point when I was looking for a home, also during 2020, and I had been told from God and confirmed that I would be a homeowner that year, which I thought was also crazy because the pandemic was making life hard on everybody. So when He declared this to me at the beginning of the pandemic, I thought He was crazy again. I was like, God, there's no way that I'm we're gonna buy a house this year. Like it just doesn't make sense. You know, people aren't doing anything outside, let alone buying houses. So why would you tell me that I was going to do that? So he didn't confirm a day or a time or a place or anything. It was just a confirmation that that was going to happen for my family. So what he did tell me to do was to start saving boxes, like moving boxes. So like I said, I thought it was ridiculous I didn't understand it. I'm sure my husband thought I was crazy, but I did. I started saving boxes. Um, and <laughs> after a while, our whole entire garage was full of moving boxes. Now, at this point in the year, we had not looked at a house, we hadn't talked about a house. When my husband asked me what I was doing, I was like, well, God told me they were gonna have a house and he told me to start packing and saving boxes. So that's what I'm about to do. So our garage was full of boxes, like all over the garage. And I know my husband thought I was crazy, but he just kind of ignored me and kept going. And I kept, I promise you, I kept those boxes in my garage. Who knew that in August of that exact same year, I had to pull those boxes out and we bought our house in August of 2020. In the middle of a pandemic, y'all, we bought a house. And you know what I had to use when it was time to pack? All those boxes that I had in the garage that were just thrown in the garage everywhere. And it was so crazy because at the time that he told me to do that, I, I hadn't even, I had thought about being a homeowner, but it wasn't something that we discussed like with my husband or anything like that. It was a desire of my heart that I didn't realize was gonna happen so quickly you know. And those boxes sure enough they got used because we ended up buying our first home in 2020. So that's another example of God doing something that or he tells you to do something that just sounds absolutely insane. Um my last story I can tell you is something that I'm struggling with in real time. And that example is that I feel like God has told me recently to let go of the person that I thought I was. So the context of that is, you know, everybody has an idea of who they are, right? So whether you're a mom or a parent, whether you have this great um, title at your job, whatever your vision is of the perfect you, sometimes that's not the version of you that God is looking for and wants to pour into. And sometimes that version of who you are is like not even scratching the surface of who you're supposed to be. So I'm in a season right now where a lot of things that I valued, I've had to let go of. And some of the things were easy, some of the things were hard, Um, but the truth of the matter is, it all comes down to a question of, well, one, what purpose do you actually serve? You know, you thought you were X, Y, and Z, but maybe God wants me to be something else. And so in the real life, y'all, in a season that I'm in right now that I struggle with daily is letting go of the image and the idea of the person that I thought I was supposed to be. And it's really hard. It's really hard to let go of, of that version of yourself. It's hard to let go of the dreams you thought you had and all the places you would be and all the the wonderful opportunities that you thought you'd have. Now, that doesn't mean that I won't have those opportunities. You know, that doesn't mean that this season of my life will come, won't come back to me. But in this particular season in my life, God has asked me to let go of who I thought I was and really focus on the assignment and the purpose that he has in my life. So I'll have to keep you posted on where, where that ends up. <laughs> So we've talked about some examples about what the scripture says, you know, some examples of people obeying God in the scriptures. I've given you some real life examples in my personal life. So let's talk about how you can obey God. Okay. So one of the things that helps me obey God in difficult seasons, this is probably the biggest thing that kind of helps me, is first of all, that God is always ahead of you. So just like the moving boxes situation, in my mind, having empty moving boxes in my garage for three to four months seemed crazy. And when he asked me to do it, it was at a season where I didn't even know what we're going to do with those boxes. But the reason he told me to do that in the beginning of 2020 is because God knew that by the fall of 2020, that I would be a homeowner. So God is always ahead of you in life where you are, might be today at this particular day, at this particular time, God can see so far into your future. And so it's so important that you obey him because you don't know what's ahead of you. It's so important. You have no idea what's it, what is ahead of you. And only God knows that. So when you struggle with obeying God, remember, first of all, that God is always ahead of you. And if he's asking you to do something, it's because he has your future in mind and not your present. Another thing is when it comes to obeying God, he can do more with what you have than you can, (laughs) you know, like he can take, we didn't talk about feeding the 5,000, but he can take a very small amount of whatever you have and he can stretch it and make it work in a lot of different ways. And so that's one thing to consider as well. A lot of times when you, when God tells you to do something and you look in your hands and you're like, I don't have the resources for that. I don't have the money for that. Well, God can do a lot with what you call a little bit. So when it's time to obey God, focus on the fact that God can do a lot more than you can. And maybe that will help encourage you to obey in whatever he's asking you to do. Also, too, whenever you need to obey God or he's asked you to do something, don't worry about your surroundings. You know, we talked about Isaiah walking around naked and barefoot for three years. You know, I'm sure he had to ignore his surroundings. He had to ignore the people. I know for sure that some people are like, you need to get some clothes on. You look crazy. Like there's no way God told you to do that. And sometimes God will pull you to the side and have conversations with you and tell you things and reveal things to you that other people are not gonna understand. And when those times come, When that time comes, it's really important that you kind of ignore those surroundings to make sure that you are listening to what God has asked you to do. And it's not always popular and it's not always fun. It's not always easy. It is not always um, approved by other people, but God doesn't tell you to do things on behalf of other people. He tells you to obey him because that's what he simply wants you to do. So I hope that this has helped you today. I hope as you go throughout your life that you ask God to help you with obeying him, even in the hard times, in the times where you don't want to listen, in the times where the instructions sound absolutely crazy. And I hope that you will continue on your journey faithfully obeying God. Thank you so much for listening to Faithfully Unscripted today. Before we go, please show some love by leaving a review. Let me know what your thoughts are. You know, I'm getting into a little rhythm here. So I hope that you are starting to see the growth if you're just following me now. Welcome if you've been following me. How do you think this is going so far? I have mixed reservations about it, but I would love for you to leave a review. And also be sure to follow Faithfully Unscripted so you don't miss out on the next episode. See you later.